Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech hopefully going and hopefully not dying. I'm Matt. I'm Evan. And well, uh, that's it. That That's all there is. There is yeah, no Nathan. Uh, uh, the intro is a little fun. I think I said hopefully going and hopefully not dying. And I think that uh, that's not the way we usually say it. But <laughs> at this point, uh, I'm just hopeful that they'll try to go at all yeah. on what has been a miserable season. Uh, the Bulldogs are three and eight uh, going into their final game of the season, uh, hoping to avoid repeating their three win record from last season uh, against UAB. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, you said hopeful two times and I think uh, honestly we need all the hope we can get, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's Help not us. a whole lot of it to go around. Um, I was on uh, our friend, John Duncan's UAB podcast uh, last night and uh <laughs> You know, they were asking me, like, what went wrong? And I was like, honestly, I, I don't know. Like, we're just bad, you know? <laughs> it's, well, it's a, it's a weird feeling. Help us, Obi-Wan Cumby. You're our only hope. <laughs> um, I don't know well, about that one, but... Uh, <laughs> I, tr- I tried my best. There wasn't enough syllables to go around. Yeah. But there haven't been a lot of good wins to go around either. Uh, Tech has two FBS wins on the season, and they've been so long that I forgot who they were against. UTSA and... Uh, no, not UTSA. Not UTSA. Good Lord. Taco <laughs> I Joe's, wish. Taco yeah. Joe's see- seething in San Antonio. <laughs> um, and so is their other fan base. They're much more moronic fan base that can't take praise because they're so unused to it. Um, U- uh, UTEP was one victory, uh, another against an FCS opponent. And then who am I forgetting that MTSU. Tech had defeated? Yeah, MTSU. That was recent. Yeah. Uh, and uh, hey, that SFA uh, win is looking better and better by the day. I mean, they're, I think they just wrapped up their conference championship. So, I mean, hey, let's hang our hat on that one too, I guess. We beat the yes, crap out of them. <laughs> beat the crap out of a very good FCS school, which is probably what we'll say next year, hopefully, whenever some FCS schools bump up to CUSA. But the, 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 God, the, I hope the, so. The, Jesus, please, God. <laughs> yeah. The, right now, it seems that overwhelmingly, CUSA is considered the worst conference in the FBS, and Tech is the worst team <sighs> in said conference after having lost to Charlotte on yeah. Saturday. Yeah, and I think this is one time where I'll actually make this a quick game recap. I mean... For the love of God, please. If, if you're listening to this, like, you probably suffered through this game with us. Yes. Um, but I yeah, just the, imagine Walt from Breaking Bad in the back of the SUV screaming at Tech to get out of Charlotte. <laughs> get out of there! Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, well, this is it a game that seemed like what we what we were trying to do was just yeah, get on the bus, get back to the airport, and get home. Um, but yeah. the oh, thing is, definitely. Charlotte. This is this is a game that we all earmarked as a victory. But we had also earmarked FIU as a victory, uh, maybe some other games as a victory. As the season's gone on, I expected more and more that things would go very badly, and indeed they did. Um, yeah, for sure. And this game, you know, it it just it went badly. It was a slow game featuring long drives and not a whole lot of points. I wouldn't describe it as a defensive battle. It was kind of like a handshake agreement before the game that like, Hey, we're both bad. So like, let's just, let's just go on long drives. So we're not, you know, we're not killing each other out there. Yeah, it's like a um, South park where the, the boys teams in little league baseball were trying to lose. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> honestly, like tech starts out with a punt and then a missed field goal by Barnes. 
Uh, Charlotte then goes on a 16-play drive that ends in three points, which, if you remember last week's episode, they had only kicked one field goal the whole season um, before this game. Uh, Tech then followed that one up with a 15-play drive to score a touchdown and take the lead, uh, but that was very short-lived after Charlotte takes it on a touchdown drive of their own. Then Liddy throws a pick, and Charlotte kicks their second field goal of the game to make it 13-7 to at halftime. Tech's defense started out the third by forcing a three and out, and then uh, the offense drove the length of the field only to tro- throw a truly bizarre interception on one of those, like, number 64 is reporting eligible type plays, right? Like, he tried to throw it back to the lineman on a screen pass, but unfortunately the defensive end uh, just read it and uh, and caught the <laughs> floater, and, you know, like, he made a really great play. But, um, yeah, trick play didn't work. The teams then traded punts, then traded touchdowns, then traded punts, then traded touchdowns, making the score 26 to 21 with about three minutes to go in the game. Tech's defense then forced a third and six with two minutes and 18 seconds left, but no timeouts on the clock. Got to get the stop. But Calvin Camp, the running back, picks up 11 yards on a run right up the gut. Uh, You know, pretty much what everyone predicted they would do. And the game's over. They kneel three times and the game's over. So yeah, uh, 26-21 is your final. And, you know, believe it or not, I pretty much just read the entire drive chart. Like, I barely skipped any drives there. Sadly, Um, yes. It it was just not a game where there were going to be a lot of possessions. Matt, this was a lot closer to your prediction than it was uh, me or Nathan's. We we thought, I won't mention what Nathan said because it's embarrassing for him, but I thought it was (laughs) high scoring but close. Um you said 20 to 17 tech would win. And that, I mean, that's, that's by far the closest here. It was an ugly game. It was. And I also said that I expected uh, Crosby to come out as the player of the game. And that's certainly who I would give the nod to despite the loss. Um, he had 105 rushing yards and yeah. uh, I didn't think the rush offense was too bad. Uh, no, it really wasn't. And he Crosby is 154 yards away from a 1000 yard season. I don't think that he's going to see it. Uh, with UAV, uh, but I don't I don't really know what else to say about this game. It was there's not much to take away from it. Uh, Liddy uh, threw two picks. I did not uh, see the interceptions, uh, but he's got three touchdowns and four picks on the season. Two yeah. of those three touchdowns came against Rice. Uh, he's been he's thrown one touchdown and four interceptions. It's the Rice heroics. Yeah, uh, I, I, I honestly don't know what to think about. Cause like the offense is just clearly different when he's it's bad when he's yeah. at the helm. Like, like when Parker McNeil was healthy and starting, like this offense was actually fun to watch. And like, you never knew what we were going to call. Like, yeah, we had some issues with, with play calls from time to time, but like the offense just moved down the field effectively. I mean, if you even look at our season stats, like we're still, we're still in the top half of college football in terms of like passing yards and stuff like that. But the last few weeks, man, it's just been like, yeah, it's been really bad. It's been rough. And I know that McNeil's out for the rest of the year, and uh, obviously Downing's out for the rest of the year. This is McNeil's send-off. I sure do wish that he could have gone out better. I'm getting yeah. Austin. Ken- I'm getting serious Austin Kendall vibes. Uh, it feels just like a carbon copy of last year. I I don't predict that Tech will beat UAB. In fact, I think it'll be really bad. <laughs> I think it's going to be a horrible <laughs> loss. But Last season, Tech goes three and nine, and we'll touch more on this on the big recap episode we do in a week or two. But <clears throat> to go three and nine again, I understand it's a transition year. We all talked ourselves into Tech going bowling, and you know a couple things go different in overtime, and you actually show up against Charlotte. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they do, but this isn't what it should have, coulda. Uh, I mean, I lo- feel like if Parker McNeil is healthy, 
like at least the Parker McNeil we saw after the bye week, right? Yeah. The one, yeah, the one probably, in September was not great. <laughs> no. Uh, um, if he's healthy, but, you probably you probably limp to six wins with Parker. Yeah, I mean, I think he beat Rice. I think the FIU yeah. game goes completely differently. And then I think Char I mean Yeah, you know, I think it's, so it's too. obviously hard to say when he doesn't take a snap in the FIU or Charlotte games what would have happened, but like I said, the offense is just so so much like yeah, more it's bad. boring with Liddy for whatever reason. I don't know what it is because he's he's good, right? Like he he's not he's not terrible. No, uh, maybe there's some nerves on the part of Cummy to have him go out there and be a gunslinger, which is too bad because uh, there's a couple yeah. passes he made against FIU and uh, I thought were really good. He had a couple of deep field, uh, deep downfield yeah. throws that looked good. Uh, I don't know if Cumbie's just trying to protect his the investment that the football team has made in picking this kid up. It doesn't matter. I mean, the season's lost. Uh, yep. It would be nice uh, since we know that Liddy is going to start the last game of the season. It would be nice to just, I mean, the season's but, far and away. The season rip, is man. far. Exactly. The <laughs> season gonna, is Yeah. Our defense is going to get shredded by Dwayne McBride. Yeah. Anyway, you might as well, you might as well let it right. rip. Exactly. So you, you know, you're going to lose. So go out there and I, open up the playbook. Have a, Show us kind of what we have to look forward to next year. Can't wait to revisit that line I just said after Tech loses by 83. But uh, uh, as long as it's like 150 to 70, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Lose I, by 83. I'm just UAB is actually they need this win in order to be yeah. bowl eligible themselves. Uh, yeah, which is interesting because I wouldn't have pegged uh, UAB to have such a by their standards recently miserable season. Uh, they have a, I mean, yeah, McBride's going to torture, yeah. <laughs> going to torture defense. Uh, yeah. I mean, is there anything else we really want to touch on for the Charlotte uh, game before we? I just wanted to, you know, to give an opportunity to. I mean, obviously, like I think we would both agree, Tech did not go and also died, right? So we can just skip right through that. Indeed. Um, and you kind of already named your player of the game. Are you going with Marcus Crosby? Yeah, yeah, Marquise he, Crosby. Uh, he did the best he could. 105 rushing yards. 154 away from a 1,000 yard season, and what has been a mostly split backfield. If he got the bulk of the carries, he would definitely have well over a thousand yards. But I don't, I'm not saying he hasn't gotten the bulk, but it's definitely been a shared backfield with Thornton and uh, Crosby, and I know there's some others. Um, so yeah. that's my yeah. that's my guy, Crosby. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think it's Crosby. the The running game looked good um, in this game. A, fr- no, a freshman, not, mind you. <laughs> it's not crazy numbers, yeah. And so the other the other thing I wanted to say, like, you know, we're kind of just watching this season unfold now as like (laughs) because we can't look away. Right. And so, like, what's a positive that you can take away for for next season? Like, that's kind of what we're positive. Uh, Well, I know Liddy's a great quarterback. Disappointed in Cumby for the anemic play calling. And I sure hope that tendency to make such bad play calls is solely because there was some uncertainty about the health of some of the other quarterbacks and you're not sure if this kid's ready. I don't know. I mean, it, I mean, let's be honest. Cumbie obviously didn't think he was ready. He picked Downing to start the season. We all know how that went. And, uh, yeah. it, but that, but that's worrisome too. I mean, I realize you asked me to take something positive. This is all negative, but uh, I mean, it's, it concerns me because Cumbie thought coming out of camp that Downing was the best option in fairness. That's probably true because Liddy's brand new and McNeil looked like crap until after the bye week. I mean, uh, CC USA game here. Uh, 
So a positive can take away is, is I know, I know Cumbie's a good coach. He's not, he's not here because he won an essay contest. Uh, he did very well at Texas tech. He did very well at TCU. Oh yeah. I could, I, Evan and I go head to head for, uh, with an an essay contest (laughs) to see who's going to co-head coaches, co-head coaches. We get to, we get to call one play against UAB and it's going to be a flea flicker statue of Liberty double reverse. Um, (laughs) Loses 90 <laughs> yards. <laughs> well, we've got to play the lost 87 yards one time, so uh, not unheard of. The positives I take away are I know Cumbie's a good coach. I know that Liddy is a good quarterback. I know Crosby's a good running back. I know that the Harris, the Harris boy, I mean, Smoke, he, he's been a disappointment this year. Uh, he's like boom or bust. He's kind of like Tyreek Hill, except shorter and a little chunkier. Uh, but I'm, I'm seriously encouraged by Cyrus Allen, by Trey Harris. By smoke, uh, by uh, I think is this Abers last year? I don't think it's Griffin Abers last year. It is Abers last year, I believe. Oh, this is last year. Yeah, gotcha. So, but nonetheless, uh, and he started off hot and just just got abysmal yeah. towards the end. But well, he he got injured, so yeah. I, I don't think he's back to a hundred percent. He played in this game, but didn't record any stats. So, and that's too bad. And that really yeah. is too bad. But I'm encouraged by the young receiving core, the Harris boys, and Cyrus Allen. And then I'm excited about uh, Crosby and uh, a couple of other running backs on the depth chart. I think Liddy's great. So offensively, I feel really good about the future. I I don't know about the offensive line, but I, well, I think the offensive line has played a lot better. And the only guy you're you're losing this offseason is Josh Moat, who will shout out Josh Moat, um, who will be graduating or has already. I, he's got two degrees from the university, um, and he spoke at the the press conference yeah. today and talked about how much he loves tech. So, um, oh, yeah, so God. 400 scars and 400 guitars. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, defensively, but- there's things on defense to be excited about too. There's, uh, you know, Grubbs is going to come back and I know he's badly hurt, but he'll, he'll be back. And there's a new recruiting class coming in with some exciting prospects. Cumbie's a Texas guy. And I, I hope to see that we get a lot of really good recruits, uh, out of Texas. Uh, we already have a good stronghold in the Dallas area, but Cummings from West Texas. Uh, who can he pluck up from that area to bring over to Ruston? Uh, I mean, anything's an improvement over the vast wilderness of Odessa. So just come over to Ruston, guys. And so I agree with you about the the positives, like especially offensively. You know, it's a young core, um, and the the playmakers are young, and you just got to hope that those guys are bought in and and want to stay and kind of see what we're doing on offense and think that they fit that moving forward. Um, you know, cause you mentioned everybody's name before, like they're all either sophomores or freshmen, except for smoke Harris, who's I think a junior, but he might be a sophomore. I don't even know. Yeah. COVID um, rules are kind of, money and, uh, you know, I think defensively there there's, there were some uh, good players as well that hopefully will be around for next year. Like miles Brooks. I think he's kind of alluded to maybe trying to go to the draft, but you know, I'd love to see him come back for a year and play at this level again. Yeah, um, that kid's got no, no kid on this team has any chance of getting drafted. I mean, yeah, they, I mean, it, it, doesn't, no it, I, it doesn't seem like it. But, you know, Cecil Singleton, the safety has really come on strong in the last couple weeks as well. Um, I believe he had a sack in this game um, as well as, uh, you know, five tackles. So, I mean, it's it's not like everyone is bad. It's just like our season has just gone this way and we need some more players right we need some more dudes to help out but you know i think overall like you got to give sunny cumby the chance to recruit 
a couple of classes. Yeah. And last last year he came in like a week before signing day, early signing day. So it's like <laughs> it's kind of hard to to judge him based on like last year's incoming freshman class. But even that, even those guys are contributing, right? Like Landry Liddy, who he held on to, is a skip recruit, but he held on to him. Um, you know, you got other freshmen and redshirt freshmen already making an impact. So that's gotta, that's gotta be a positive to, to take moving forward. But I want to stop talking about this game and, and, sure. and about football for a minute. Um, we'll recap or we'll preview UAB in, in sort of a brief fashion uh, in a little bit, but, uh, we also have some basketball games to talk about. Indeed. Um, and so the first one, unfortunately was a, uh, a loss, a, a men's loss on the road at ULL 94 to 88 as the defense ran out of gas towards the end of the contest. Um, I don't want to go into a full recap, but tech had the lead pretty much the whole game and it built out to a 72 to 61 lead with eight, about eight and a half minutes left in the game. The raging Cajuns immediately went on a tear aided by some, what I view to be whistle happy referees tech could not do enough to keep up on the offensive side of the court. And, uh, and ULL ends up winning 94 to 88. Um, you know, giving up basically more than 30 points in the last eight minutes of that game, which is insane considering we gave up like 60 to Texas Tech um, the week before. So um, really this game, I mean, a ton of shots fell for both teams and our guy, LaTeX Sports Central, uh, tweeted out that this is the first time since at least 2010 that Tech has shot 50% from the field, 50% from three and 90% from the free throw line. And we lost this game. So it's like the best shooting yeah. had in the last at least 12 years. And we lost the game. And, and Matt, did you catch any of this game at all? Unfortunately, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, uh, what, what, did, what were your thoughts? I, I, and, well, the basketball team is going to do transition too. They're bringing in a, a new coach, totally different philosophy. A lot of the players stay Defensive philosophy. Right, right. And this game was 88-94, which is like an NBA score. Um, yeah. I, I saw a lot of things I really liked, I, I, despite the despite the outcome. I, I wish the ball distribution was a little bit better. You got Kobe out there with 26. You got Crawford out there with 18. And then the next highest scorer has half the second highest scores total. Uh, yeah. Keiston had nine points. So everyone on the bench uh, contributed, got some points. But when it excites me to see how good the team I – mean, Every team's going to have a star, uh, and a star player has to carry the book of the scoring. Uh, so, yeah, it's cool to see Kobe score so much, but it'd be nicer to see a better balance. And if Tech did have a little bit better balance in their offense, I, maybe they would have won. But then when yeah. you have refs who, if someone gets breathed on wrong or if a pigeon shits on the arena and they think someone got fouled, yeah, uh, then maybe maybe <laughs> it goes that way too. But I don't like the, I don't like using the whole ref thing as a as a as a reason why tech lost i i would like to see better ball distribution i love seeing high scorers uh and we yeah. love kobe love kobe love crawford I mean, you want to have more than two guys in double figures yes. in a game where you score 88 points right i mean yeah that, <laughs> when you got that, one player that is accountable three that are close like one with eight and two with nine but yeah it's um, not it's and and keiston willis took the second most shots and uh <laughs> he only yeah. had nine points and that's that's ugly. And he made no threes, which he was brought in to be a three-point specialist whenever he transferred in from yeah, uh, he took or, three. Like that's the problem yeah. with me. Like, why is your three-point shooter only taking three? And, and sure. like Kobe, your point guard, is also taking three, right? Like that's uh right. And, you know, and on top I love of that, Kobe score that many points. I think it's his career high. 
but he's he's not our scorer. Like he's he's our defensive leader. He's the heart of this team, but he's not supposed to be scoring twenty six points. I mean, obviously we'll take it, right? Sure. But I mean, I really, I, think, I really like uh, the fact that Keaston Willis was the uh, leading rebounder. <laughs> yeah. No, I think like you can see what Talvin Hester's trying to do with this team in, in terms of like the defensive tenacity. And I think honestly, like you, you hold ULL to 35 in the first half. That's not great, but it's better than 59 in the second half. Yeah, My God, that's just, right? Like, that's just, yeah, I, I think it's we just, ran out of gas. And honestly, like we talked about this in our chat a little bit, but you look at these foul numbers and I agree with you. We shouldn't blame the refs for losing this game, but we had to change our defensive philosophy because every defensive play we were trying to make on their side of the court was being called a foul. And like that shows up in the numbers. We outfouled them 29 to 18. They hmm. shot, what What did they shoot? 30, 32, 32 free throws. Yeah. And we shot 14, right? Like that's a problem. That's, yeah. a, you know, and like yeah, there, yeah, there yeah, were yeah. several calls like where it's like, okay, you just called, you know, this lean that we did to, to ULL when they had the ball, you called that a foul. And then they did the exact same thing to us, the very next possession. And you call it a, a clean steal. Right. And it's like, okay. Um, and we played a pretty clean game outside of the fouls, like only, uh, only 11 turnovers, you know, that's, that's pretty good. Right. But absolutely. Uh, ULL also re- out rebounded us 35 to 25, which, I mean, those are the two differences in this game. We lost by six, and we got out rebounded by 10 and and we outfouled them by 11 giving them you know they didn't even shoot that well from the free throw line but like that's they still that's made so, still made nine more free throws than we even attempted so, what's so frustrating about this is that tech played very well i mean if you didn't know yeah. the final score and you looked at the numbers it's incredibly encouraging and so i don't you're never happy with a loss but i kind of feel the same way i do about this as i do about the football team you you're transitioning, and for the love of God, at least at least the at least the men's basketball team has a shot of uh, still being pretty good this season. Uh, yeah. But you talked you talked about how Hester is supposed to be this uh, defensive minded coach, and just looking at the numbers here, uh, you know, fifty nine points in the second in the in the second half is pretty pretty awful. Yeah, that's basically uh, the same amount we gave up to Texas Tech, a very good team, a nationally ranked yeah. team who, by yeah. the way, beat the absolute shit out of Louisville earlier today. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I mean, Texas. Louisville's bad this year, I think. But but still, like, we held them to 64 in the whole game. So I think it's kind of an anomaly. Like, we play so hard on defense that but if you get into a situation at the end of the game where you can't even play defense anymore because they're calling everything a foul, which I know is an excuse that, like, Talvin Hester's not going to give you that excuse but like you could see we had we had to we had to play soft and they started taking advantage of that. And, you know, so I don't well, I don't think there's like, a ton to like, you know, this game's not making me be like, well, Talvin Hester's just nah. bad at defense. Like I think it was nah. more of a, you know, not an anomaly because it happened, right? But just like a the perfect storm oh. for ULL to yeah, hopeful, hopeful outlier yeah. whenever the season wraps up because Yeah. Uh, the the worst part about this game is the fact that Tech got uh, out rebounded by ten. I mean, they had twenty five boards. Uola had thirty five. That 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 doesn't speak to a defensive team. <laughs> that uh, that that's not good. So let's hope that this is an outlier. I'd like to see those numbers get a little bit better. And uh, of course, we have the uh, the ULM game to talk about where things did get better. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, 
I don't I don't have a ton to say about this one. It was on CUSA.tv, so I didn't get to watch it. But um, Kobe Williams did not play uh, for apparently violating team rules. Um, also, who else didn't play? There were a couple others. Uh, there were, what the fuck? Someone on ULM has my last name. Oh, yeah. I, I gave him a player to watch last week. Because he's oh, like maybe Matt's long lost cousin or something. That's funny. He's from Washington D.C. too. That's really interesting. Huh. Same same spelling and everything. That's nuts. So anyway, I mean, this uh, game, this, like you you yeah. talked about, or we both talked about, wanting more than two players to score in double figures, um, and they delivered on this. Isaiah Crawford, Keeson Willis, um, Kenny Hunter getting in in on the action. My Somebody boy, Bullock, Kenny Hunter. I don't even know who that is. Like I, Quandre Bullock. <laughs> Welcome to tech. I mean, I think he's a, he's a junior college transfer. Yeah. From um, North know, Carolina. Comes in and scores 12 in his, I believe his first action of the year, if I'm not mistaken. And then Teron Williams gets in and scores 10 as well. So five players in double figures as the Bulldogs win 79 to 58 my, over you. Fa- so a couple things here. One, it's no secret that I love the regional rivalries. I love playing ULM. I love playing ULL. Uh, obviously, uh, obviously, I'd like to win more of those games. I love the regional rivalries, so I really I love that we played ULL ULM consecutively uh, to keep that kind of thing alive. That's just kind of a silly thing that that I like. But uh, what I really like is when I see the bench so effectively playing. Oh yeah. So the the, the bench thirty four points what, from the bench. Yeah, exactly thirty four points. Which I mean, shit, man, that's uh, that's tremendous. That's absolutely tremendous when the when the bench can provide almost half the points of the final score. Yeah, uh, is also fantastic. Out rebounded them forty two to twenty five. So exactly, and see, <laughs> so, so that's I think a, they worked on some stuff in practice. <laughs> yeah, tremendous improvement. And Tech shot forty seven point four percent from the field. Uh, three pointers were not really falling again. Keiston Willis hit three of eight. Uh, yeah, Bullock hit two of three. <laughs> Uh, hey, shouts out Bullock. I don't know where this guy, yeah, where this guy came from, but I no don't take it. Well, um, technically he came from, he came from North Carolina. That's where he was born. But uh, uh, well, cool. uh, I, everything that you want out of your basketball team, I saw in this one. They won handedly. They out-rebounded. They distributed the ball extremely well. And uh, now yeah. I, I, I feel I'll like this is. The only negative made, for me from this game is just looking at these, this stat line. Uh, 20 turnovers in the game. So we had yeah, only 11 that, against ULL, you know, sloppy. jumped up to, to 20 in this game, which is, you know, not very good. So hopefully we can get that under control. Yeah, that's and, super uh, sloppy. But what I really, well, let's see who the leading, uh, let's see who turned the ball over the most. Uh, Bradford uh, had five turnovers and had two points. Huh. Hmm. Well, yeah. uh, Bradford, we, 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 we love you. I'm sure it'll get better. That's the kind of stuff that can, you know, that can really cause you like in a close game, that can be the difference if you're, if you're turning the ball over like, you know, four or five more times than the other team. But luckily ULM turned it over 19 times and also didn't shoot the basketball particularly well. So Tech they did not win in this one by 21 at home. Uh, never really a close game, you know, after the sort of initial uh, scoring. So yeah, I something mean, I will, well, something I want to add here uh, since we're kind of wrapping up the basketball games. Uh, just like the football games and attendance, uh, it sucks that if I, I just had it up in front of me, 2,200 people went to this game, which I'm sure is inaccurate. <laughs> but 
Uh, basketball games are so close. I mean, the tack. I, mean, I mean, Joe IA is close too, but Joe, the the games with Joe are going to be on Saturday. Basketball games are on school nights. Uh, sometimes, well, mostly. So uh, go out and fucking watch the team. Damn it, <laughs> go watch the. Go support the team. It doesn't cost anything to go to the game if you're a student. Uh, some of my happiest memories uh, at Tech uh, are in that are in that arena in the Tech. So uh, anyway, two and two on the season, and they have uh, who coming up? Yeah, so Tech will, uh, I believe, go on the road to like a little bit of a, a tournament setting at Samford, I think, which is in northern Alabama. They play uh, actually tomorrow night or probably tonight as this episode comes out Wednesday, November 23rd against Alabama A&M um, HBCU, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And Alabama A&M is not super great. They're, they're rated 340th and Ken Palm. They have, they have no wins. Yeah. <laughs> they have uh, no wins. So hopefully this is one that, that the Bulldogs come away with um, here. And uh, yeah, I mean, it looks like it looks like their, their offense is, is pretty bad. Their defense is not great either. <laughs> so no, it not looks really. like Tech should match up pretty well against this team. Interesting um, here though, uh, Alabama A&M are 0-4. They lost their first game by 8 points, their second game by 11, their third game by 20, and their fourth game by 6. So three of those games were relatively close in basketball terms. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they lost by 20 to Samford. Um, if Tech could uh, equal or better that margin of victory, would be tremendous. Uh, but Alabama A and M do have no; they they are winless. And you said they're what in Kimbom? They are three hundred and fortieth. Oh no, one thirty two for for the record. Yeah, well, slice off the three and the two at the end of the year, and that's what we'll be. So the, uh, <laughs> uh, what do you want to? What do you, what would you like to add to that? Yeah, I mean, uh, not not a ton here. Um, their point guard isn't terrible. His name's Messiah Thompson. Um, he he's pretty good at sort of getting assists and also looks to get involved on the defensive side, getting steals at a pretty good clip. Um, they actually have a few players who are decent in the steal percentage category. So you know, just got to be careful with those turnovers. You know, like you turn the ball over twenty or more times, like you're you're looking to you're asking to lose any basketball game, but. Ken Palm has us winning this one by 10, 78 to 68, and gives us an 83% chance to win on the road, which is pretty good. Then Friday, we're not done. Friday, we take on Samford, um, who is the number 149 team in Ken Palm. And sure. Let's see. Let me look at their play style here. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks like their offense is actually pretty decent. Uh, they're currently rated the the 72nd best offense in terms of their adjusted efficiency in Ken Palm. Um, they really like to hold on to the ball late into the shot clock. And, you know, they they have actually a really high offensive rebound percentage, uh, 25th in the nation in that one. So, you know, Tech will really need to make sure they're working those boards like they did against ULM. Um, and, you know, really just, just try to... Uh, to keep their offense in check and to do that let's see they've got do you have their do you have their stats pulled up at all yeah i do right in front of me they're sort of leading scorers so uh well the leading scorer is uh garrett hicks who is averaging it says 16.2 points per game and then after that it is a fellow by the name of uh dalen smith averaging 14 now oh good lord i'm so so out of it Oh wow, Sanford's um, five and zero, undefeated. 
Yeah, and they destroyed Alabama and M by twenty. That game's on ESPN Plus. Uh, that'll definitely be one that I want to watch. Um, I've got Sanford stats up in front of me, so they're they okay. Sanford, there's okay. So I talked about ball distribution here. Uh, five guys on Sanford are in double digit point averages. Oh wow! Uh, two. Their top two scores are averaging 13.2. Their third is averaging 13. Their fourth is averaging 11. And their fifth is averaging 10.6. Uh, so they have a very balanced uh, basketball team, it seems. Uh, they don't really have like that one particular player that pops off. Uh, and I'm led to believe that those top five are either all starters or at least three and five are. So they might be a pretty dangerous basketball team let's see who their victories are against uh beat the crap out of some no-name school beat the crap out of some no-name school beat the crap out of some no-name school yeah uh, beat I beat mean, a&m and beat texas southern so yeah uh, they like, haven't really yeah they played. started the season with three straight games against non-d1 opponents which is very strange i've never seen that before yeah um and then beat alabama a&m and texas southern like two not great teams Alabama A&M and Texas Southern have a combined one win. So, I mean, yeah. uh, hard to really. So, they're 5-0, and oh, but. A little yeah, conflated. We'll see. Um, sure. But, you know, I, I'm looking at their sort of Ken Palm stats here. It looks like Quez Glover is going to be a guy to look out for here. Um, he looks to be their point guard, but he also gets in a little bit at, at uh, the two and the three as well. So, um, but he's another guy who assists really highly. He's. Um, you know, he he's used on a lot of their possessions. He takes a lot of their shots like this is uh, looks like their version of Kobe Williams, right? The guy that kind of makes their team go, um, sure. you know, outside of him. I mean, they're scoring they're scoring a lot of points, right? So yeah. you just you have to uh, you have to account for that. There's a guy named A.J. Stetton McCray, who is uh, currently 20th in offensive rating of all players in Ken Palm. So um you know, definitely got to watch out for him. He he looks like they're starting uh, three. Yeah. Now they, I I don't really when you've when all these victories are against scrubs. Yeah. Uh, it's I mean who knows maybe they are for real. I doubt it very much though. So. With that being said, I mean Ken Palm has them ranked one forty eighth in in uh in the nation, and then um gives them since this is their home court, I believe. It is giving them a 58% chance to beat us. So a 42% chance for tech to win. Um, and it's predicting 77 to 75. So I think it's really going to come down to can tech, you know, slow that offense down, you know, keep some of those guys um, out of the mix. And uh, yeah, believe it or not, there's another game. Uh, <laughs> we play UT Southern. I don't know who that is. Uh, I guess it's, it's a, a non D one school. It says it's at a neutral site. I, I have no idea what's going on here. So maybe I need the, to go to the, the Taj Mahal. Yeah. It's being played at the Taj Mahal. They built a, st- <laughs> a you know, a, a court right, uh, right outside of the can, courtyard. If they can build a basketball court in minute Maid park on the field for no reason, they can build one at the Taj Mahal for the purpose of hosting a completely meaningless basketball game. Right. It's not even a D one on D one matchup. So. No, no. I mean, it's, um, I don't yeah, even know me, if people in India. Oh, it's Tennessee Southern, and it's being played in Birmingham. Uh, huh. Cool. Long glorious history of performing well in Birmingham. Of course. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess I guess we just decided like, hey, we're already going to be in Birmingham anyway. Tennessee Southern, you want to make the drive? 
Um, so anyway, so three games this week to look forward to. Um, the Alabama A&M game will be at 7 p.m. on Wednesday night on YouTube, it says. So that's cool. Um, yeah. The Stanford game is at 2 p.m. on Friday on ESPN Plus. And then the only way to hear the Tennessee Southern game is through the LaTeX Athletics app, apparently. Um, yeah. Okay. So that was a lot of basketball talk. We're running. It was. I think we're running long here. Um, just we wanted are. to say also the texters uh, fell today. Uh, Tuesday night uh, to SMU really hard fought game lost 64 to 59, 59. 63 59, 59. Yeah. Had a, had a, had an open look from three with about four seconds left to take the lead. And uh, unfortunately did not make that shot. Uh, but the textures I believe are three or four and one now. So three and not one. A bad start. Um, no. And I think they also have some games coming up this week. They do. They have, uh, well, the next game is going to be in uh, just a few days. They have a Friday night game against Stetson in the UNLV Thanksgiving Classic. Another neutral site game that just sounds hysterical. That's in the Thomas and Mack Center in Vegas. Uh, Stetson also three and one uh, with a not so impressive list of victories. Uh, They lost badly to Miami, Miami, Florida, not Miami, Ohio, or some other unknown D3 Miami. Um, So uh, after that, uh, no games until the uh, first week of uh, December. Uh, So the most recent upcoming game uh, will be uh, Stetson. After that, they got Alcorn State on the 3rd of December. And uh, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, yeah. And then it won't be long and conference play begins for the Bulldogs and the Lady Texters. Yeah. And uh, this tournament thing they're playing in this weekend looks like it'll be at least two games. Not sure if it's if it's three games for all the teams, but there's some pretty good teams out there. So it's UNLV hosting, obviously, the University of Albany, East Tennessee State, George Washington, Illinois State, Tech, UC San Diego, Big or, uh, and Stetson. Um, all right. So now we have one thing left to do here, which is to preview this UAB football game on Saturday. Um, it's at 2.30 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. I'll just go ahead and say ESPN gives Tech a 21% chance to win. Hmm, um, 21% more than I thought. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was I went on uh, John and Darian's podcast last night, the Blazer Victory podcast. And, you know, I really just was curious how they're five and six, because, like, I was looking at their stats and they're about like 40. They're in the 40s in terms of defense, which is something we're accustomed to seeing, you know, UAB ranked highly defensively. Um, but then they're also like number 56 or something like that offensively. So I'm very confused how they've lost six football games. Um, they're also 0 and 5 on the road, by the way, just to throw that little stat out there. This game's in Ruston. Um, so <laughs> if you want to get your hopes up, that's that's the one to hang your hat on. Um, sure. But John really said that it's been, you know, early on in the season, it was coaching mistakes from their first year head coach who took over with like a week before fall camp started when Bill Clark retired, but that a lot of their losses have just been close, like sort of heartbreaker losses, which I know as tech fans, we, uh, we are accustomed to that. And really outside of their loss to LSU this last weekend, all their losses have been very close. They lost in double overtime to UTSA. Um, they lost by seven to FAU by three to Western, by four to Rice and by seven to Liberty. So, I mean, every single loss except for that power five late season game has been by one score. 
And that Liberty game, they, they fumbled the ball four times, apparently, and they only lost 21 to 14. So like, yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of, I mean, kind of like us, a couple of, a couple of close losses. So they kind of have underachieved, but they're another school in transition, except they were actually able to string together almost enough wins to go bowling cries eternally. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and they need one win here to to become bowl eligible, but and and tr- and trust me, they obviously they know that. But the fact that they can do it against us, uh, yeah. And what what isn't this going to be the last time we play one another? Yeah, no uh, games currently scheduled yeah. for out of conference play. Yeah, um, I know it's a, it's something that the fans would love to see. Um, sure. I don't I don't know that it makes a whole lot of sense for either school. Anyway, I mean, normally what we'll do As is talk this, about the offense and the defense, yeah. but. What what do you think about this offense, Matt? What scares you looking at oh, their stats? It's pretty obvious. Uh, yeah. They they don't really have the quarterback is awful. I mean, it, they but they don't really throw the ball a lot. They uh, yeah. they they have a workhorse in uh, Dwayne McBride. He's got 217 carries for the love of God <laughs> and uh, 1,400 rushing yards and yeah. 18 total touchdowns. Uh, yeah, he's so, the second leading rusher in the nation right now in terms of yards. So fourteen forty one which is, is second best. Which is nuts. I don't and, even know uh, who's if I'm who's, him, I'm <laughs> I'm like keeping the stats app up on my phone during the game, watching whoever's in first place just to say, like, hey coach, put me back in. I know we're up forty points, but I need well, ten more yards. <laughs> he'll definitely definitely be inspired to hit fifteen hundred rushing yards and twenty touchdowns in the season. That's those are oh, tremendous numbers. And oh, he'll hit 1,500 on, on yeah. his first carry. So there's, you know, he uh, needs 59 yards. Yeah, we'll give him that. Yeah. Don't worry. Unless by some stroke of luck, he uh, is stifled. But I have no delusions of grandeur on that. So McBride is really the only thing that I'm, the, the really the only part of their offense that scares me. Uh, they don't really have a passing threat. They have one receiver, uh, Shropshire, who's got a very sinister total yardage, 666. And uh, on 34 receptions, got four tutties, but not nervous at all about their passing offense. Definitely worried about the rushing attack. If Tech can somehow, by some miracle, uh, stop the rush and force them to pass, they might have a shot, but I don't see that happening. Yeah, I I mean, basically, our only hope is to stack the box and just leave Miles Brooks and, uh, and Willie Roberts on an island and say, you know what, hey... If Dwayne McBride can't get past these <laughs> these nine guys in the box, you're going to sure. have to throw it. Um, unfortunately, you know, it, I don't know. Maybe the North Texas game we didn't scheme for the run. I don't know why. Well, here's but, a but here's a we're not going to be able to stop Dwayne McBride. No one has been able to stop no. Dwayne McBride except no. LSU last week. Well, and there's a reason yeah. for that, obviously. But uh, right, a sobering statistic here: UAB have double the rushing yards Tech has in the same amount of games. Uh, UAB have 2,500 rushing yards, which is ridiculous. Yeah. And Tech has 1,200. <laughs> uh, UAB yeah. have uh, their their second string fella, uh, their second string rusher has 713 rush, uh, rushing yards. So between McBride and him, that's, that's 2,100 rushing yards right there. Which is insane. Yeah, insane. they've got the tenth best run offense in the country, averaging 229 yards a game. Um, and as we've talked about a lot on this show, uh, Tech 
actually no longer the last place run defense. Um, you'll be happy to know that we are now the second to last place run defense. Hell in the yeah. <laughs> uh, allowing 228 yards per game. And I just Ooh. said that UAB gets 229 yards uh, themselves. So, yeah. I who's, mean, who's, who's worse than us? You know what? I don't know. Let's go. Let's go find this out. The London Colorado allowing 232.5. Colorado, Colorado. one in 10. Ouch. Yeah. We should play them. <laughs> who's who's worse? Let's find out. Um, yeah. But, you know, UAB also really good on defense. Um, they are not, I guess, not quite as good as we're accustomed to seeing them be. Like, they've been top 10 these last, like, three, four years under Bill Clark. But their total defense is number 46, allowing 359 yards per game. They are actually not great against the run, um, which is weird for them. They're 87th in the nation, allowing 166 yards a game, but better against the pass. So, um, you know, maybe Tech can establish a ground game. Unfortunately, though, I think our real only hope is going to be to to keep up, right? Our defense is not going to be able to stop Dwayne no. McBride for the entire game. Maybe they'll stop him in the first quarter. Maybe, probably not. But like they're going to start getting tired when our offense is going three and out or or even, you know, five, six plays and and punting. Right. So I think we're going to to have a shot. We're going to have to go downfield a little bit. And um, UAB is just not really a team that allows a lot of big plays and allows you to, you know, to beat them over the top. So I, I don't know. I I guess let's go ahead and jump into our predictions here so we can get out of here. Well, yeah, for the love of God, I got to go home. Uh, well, uh, Tech's going to lose horribly uh, unless McBride comes down with a serious case of Ligma or Sugma. And uh, I, I I don't think either of those things are going to happen. So uh, I think I think 42 to, to 10 is a – I'm going to go 42 10, just going to get absolutely destroyed. Yeah, I mean uh... – yeah, that seems fair. Honestly, forty-two to ten. I'll uh, I'll say, God, it, it just doesn't it doesn't feel. We only put up twenty-one against Charlotte, and their defense was awful. You know, <laughs> this is like basically the same team. We're playing at home. We've been a lot better at home this season, but like, I don't know. I guess I'll give us like I'll give us seven more points than you did because we're playing at home, and I'll say it's going to be forty-five to seventeen. UAB uh, runs away with it, and I hope I'm wrong, but unless we can come out and force a bunch of turnovers, I just don't see us don't see us having a shot in this game at all. Nah, I mean, there's I've, no shit. We'd all love it uh, to win, but nah, <laughs> yeah. not going to happen. It would be a hell of a way to end the season. You want to talk about, uh, you want to talk about something optimistic to end the season on my God. Uh, oh, yeah. That would be tremendous. I would love nothing more than to send, uh, than to send UAB off to a, a new conference with a, with a fat L against Louisiana tech. Um, so, but yeah, I, I just, I, I don't know about that. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm just, uh, it's been a tough year. I, I look forward to the recap episode, get Nathan on here to get another perspective. I think we all know how I feel. I'll be able to delve into it a little bit deeper, but, uh, do we, do we have anything else to, uh, wrap up? Well, I don't, I don't really have a tweet of the week, uh, picked. So yeah. <laughs> You know what? Oh, no. I'm going to give the tweet of the week to Matt, um, who, you know, took a picture of somebody <laughs> from the um, <laughs> uh, from from his press conference earlier today where he looks like a supervillain, basically. I mean, 
Uh, yeah. Matt, you want to describe what you did here with this? So this yeah, uh, Josh did me the did me the the solid of turning that into a transparent image, put them in a couple of Batman themed movies, <laughs> uh, and thought that was kind of funny. And then I was, just thought, you know, this has the the imagery of a president at a very important meeting. So I I took combi- uh, that 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 image and turned it black and white and put them at a a, a table. Uh, conversing with uh joseph stalin <laughs> and i used the quote of a famous stalin quotation uh that reads you cannot make a revolution with silk gloves there is a revolution that needs to happen at tech and while it doesn't need to happen the joseph stalin way it does need to be done without silk gloves indeed indeed so, so uh, that about wraps it up for the go tech please don't die podcast as always you can follow us on several media platforms for which i don't know the handles yeah g-o-t-e-c-h-p-l-s-d-n-t-d-i-e on twitter as long as twitter survives i believe it's gtpdd.dog on instagram and then that is also our website gtpdd.dog so where you can uh, buy merch yeah um really cool sweatshirt it's already uh it's being raved about online by uh even uab fans are admitting that it's a cool sweatshirt so it is uh check that out it's it's baby blue and it's got a bulldog on it and it says tech uh so you can't go wrong with that you can't and uh anyway i think nathan's got something up his sleeve too uh for for cyber monday so keep that in mind intended Um, yeah so and uh until next time i'm matt i'm evan and go tech For the love of God, please don't die. I'm Matt. I'm Evan. And Go Tech, for the love of God, please don't die. It's a much longer acronym. What what, what the fuck do you want from me? (laughs)